So what's your take on females and hip hop? Right now? In this day and age? Yeah, Mm -hmm. this day and age or in when you was coming up, just females and hip hop in general. Shut it down. You kidding me? There's no content to these bitches' music anymore. You know what I mean? Anybody, like anyone. Right now, in this day, I feel like you can come up with one word, and you can say that one word back to back to back to back (laughs) throughout a beat, and you're going to be a millionaire. Welcome to Graffiti Talk Radio, home of the hip hop backstories. This your boy Fresh, along with my partner in crime, Bumper Club. Where you at? Right here, homie. You know the deal. Okay. And I got my other partner in crime, Danky. Where you at? Right here, homie. Yeah, so hip hop heads, we have a special guest tonight. She's been in the industry for close to 20 years. She got her first break doing features for Brother Lynch Hung on Black Market Records. She's known for street anthems like Life. Uh, the argument and manipulate. She's six, six made first lady. So hip hop heads, give it up for zigzag. What's up, zigzag? Yo, and that look to the brain. <laughs> yeah, you know. off that high. Yeah. Hey, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say something before before we get into it. I'm not putting the gun in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you should not actually. <laughs> you never know. Might be loaded. No, it's my son. Yeah, so, um, you know, kicking things off, you know, where was you born and what made you want to get into music? I was born in Colorado Springs. I don't remember any of it. Um, moved to California when I was three. I never wanted to be a rapper. Matter of fact, I didn't even listen to rap music until I got with Lynch. And that was at when I was 16 years old. Um, I, I always wanted to be a singer, but I couldn't sing for shit. So I, um, yeah, just like one day, just to be honest with you, one day he like, you know, we hadn't been together for like four months or something like that. And he was like, you know, you know everybody else's songs, and you know how you know their lyrics, but you don't know mine. And I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, whatever." And then one day, I like I listened to it, I heard him, I feel him, you know, felt him, but I didn't, you know, whatever. Nothing changed. So like, I don't know. A couple months later, or whatever, a couple weeks later, he asked me to like rewrite all of his lyrics that he had already written in a book, legibly, so that he could just save them, you know. I did, and um, and so at that time, I learned, you know, rewriting his lyrics, I learned how to format verses, I learned how to rhyme the words together, and how he did it, I learned how to, 
you know, what to say, the type of things to say. Like I learned how to rap just by doing that. And so when I, when I was finished doing that, I like took some of his lyrics and like would just sit there and rap them. I mean, I knew, I knew all his lyrics by heart after that, you know, and I would just rap his lyrics to just random beats. And one day he heard me and he was like, oh my gosh, like you're fucking tight, you know? And he would, like, show me to, like, you know, show his friends and be like, man, you need to check her out. And he, like, pretended that I wrote this stuff, you know. And um, yeah. in the very beginning, like, I'm talking about, like, two songs, maybe one or two songs were his songs. And this is before I started rapping, but I would spit those songs like I wrote them. And I spit them with such confidence that people were tripping. They were like, what the hell is this? She is tight, you know. And that, their reaction gave me more confidence. And that confidence is what made me blast off the way I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Was he already working with with X-Rated? He had, no. When I first got with him, he was working with Six, but they hadn't established anything. Actually, I think they they had maybe just like finished making the Nigga Deep album, which is an EP, and um, but they hadn't dropped it or done anything with it. Like right a few months after I had got with him, I think they were still even working on it. But um, that EP dropped, and then like right after that. I mean, it was, like, right when I got with him that he started working with X-Rated, too. And then, like, I don't know, not even a year later, X got locked up. Yeah. I don't know, so. But, no, when I first met him, he wasn't working with X. He was working with Six. And then, like, right, like, directly after I got with him, he started working with X. Oh, okay. So, that was that around the time he had dropped the EP? It was right after, yeah. Okay, okay. So what whatever happened to Mr. Doctor? Um, Doc was uh I don't know, which mean like he he kinda of fell off the map, man. You know, he was going through his own thing with the whole snitching thing and, you know, got locked up and he was bad yeah. though. Like Doc was fucking bad. Like he's a bad little kid. <laughs> Except for he wasn't a little kid. He was, like, you know, an adult. But he was bad, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. So he needed to get the fuck off the scene for a minute and, like, chill and relax and, you know. But, yeah, he, like, you know, he fell off the scene for a minute. And from what I heard, he's, like, in, like, real estate now and stuff like that. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Right, right. Oh, okay. So, was you the one that was on the jacket for Joint Central? Was I on what? What was was that you that was on the jacket for Joint Central? Probably. I was like the only female that even was on any of that. Was that like brother one she's like the best rapper in the whole wide world or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, was I was dude. I was like sixteen years old at that time. I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy because it sounded like a little kid. I was like, "Who is that saying that?" And then it was yeah, crazy. I, I was found a out that you said that. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yo. Yeah, hey, and you want to hear something funny? 
Is when I did that, like, I called into the radio station and said that. Like, I think they were playing one of his songs or something, and I called into the radio station and said that, and he recorded it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it was, like, live, real, the real deal. (laughs) That's that's right. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, and you was on Low to the Brain off the Season of the Sickness album, so... You know, that was a classic album now. So what was the atmosphere like when uh, y'all was recording that album? Mm, It was one of those, just a regular day, you know, like when he was like, you know, I'm making this song and let's just all make this song together, you know. He came up with the concept. Basically, everybody like rap one, you know, rap the eight bars like right, you know, one after another, right after each other. I ended up going first. I was always a, an audition. You know, in the very beginning, like, it was all an audition, you know, just like on the briefcase. But it, it was, I was always, you know what I'm saying, like, I was always given the chance to see what I could do until, and I guess until people, like, a couple of times, I mean, once or twice, and people are like, man, you don't, she has no problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about if she's going to come tight or not because she's going to because I will. You know, but that, um, yeah, man, we all got together and we just started just like writing together. That's what we did all the time. So it was no big deal. Right. Yeah. So, and then there was rumors flying around that, uh, the black market, the associated robbers had broken to your home while you and brother Lynch was married. So these rumors are some, some truth to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I spoke with said Singh during that lawsuit they were having. He was going through a million dollar lawsuit, um, and I just know five people. You know, five people had come into my house. My all of a sudden, my daughter she was two years old. My son was like five and a half. My daughter was on her little potty chair. I was back in the room. I'm the only one that owned a gun, and you know, like a, a legitimate gun anyways. Jeez. And it was locked up in the closet, you know, in the bag. And so the lights went out. My daughter started screaming and crying. And I, I like, you know, kind of peeked my head out of the bedroom door and through the corner of my eyes seen somebody walk past in all black. And I was like, oh, shit, you know. So I ran back into the room or, you know, tucked back in the room and uh, went in the closet and shut the closet door and and grabbed my bag. And I'm sitting on the closet, the ground in the closet, like, you know, struggling to open this fucking bag. And I'm, like, nervous and scared. And, you know, so I'm, like, trying to open this, unlock my gun bag. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't get it unlocked and or whatever before the person, whoever it was, came in and grabbed me. And he was like, you know, come out here and lay on the ground, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. I, I had no idea it was five people in my house. Though, so if I would have got that gun bag unlocked and pulled out that gun and shot him, I would have been dead. I promise you that. Because I, I didn't know there was more than just one person at that time. So yeah. it's probably a blessing that I didn't, you know, didn't get it undone, but whatever. They put me on the ground, and I was like, you know, just give me my daughter, like, you know. I don't care. You can have what you want to have, do what you want to do, but just bring me my daughter. And so they brought my daughter and put her out there, you know, and gave her to me. And um, 
so I, basically, long story short, like, you know, most there was like 13 people in the house at that time. Damn. About 10 of them ran. And it was just me, my two kids, um, and a couple other people that were left in the house at the time. Like, I think one of them was asleep and the other one was just like, you know, didn't know what was going on. So, yeah. so it was really just us in there and they locked us. You know, there's this dude was like going, you know, get in the bathroom, everybody go in the bathroom. So we went in the bathroom and shut the door and, and that was it. Um, crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, in a situation like that, like, I've been shot at nine times, man. Either held at gunpoint or shot at nine times in my life. I could explain to you each one of them. And the thing is, is, like, anybody that's been in that situation knows just as well as I know that you don't have time to be scared. You don't have time to, you don't have time to do anything but react. Like, you know, at that point in time, all you have to do is use your common sense and react in the best you know, the best, like, possible way. So that's kind of, like, what what I did. And I, I just remember at the end of that, the police finally got there, and, you know, they're like, is anyone in here? And we're like, yeah, we're in here. Um, I, I had realized at that time that Lynch was gone. Like, everybody was gone, but Lynch was gone, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, they, they I think they kidnapped my husband. I, you know, I'm scared. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to kill him and blah, 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 and... You know, so they they put it, you know, they put whatever, put something out for, you know, him to be like for people to look for him, the police to look for him or whatever. And they ended up finding him at the liquor store <laughs> up the street. Uh, so, yeah. you know, lo and behold, he was fine. But, <laughs> yeah, it was a trip. Yeah. Hey, everybody got a story, man. So, uh, you know, just. You know, at least it turned out the way it did, you know? And, uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So, what was the, the atmosphere at Black Market like? Um, it was business. It was like a, it was like a legitimate business, you know? There wasn't any, said thing had a good reputation for, like, not taking any bullshit. <clears throat> so, he, like, he was really professional for the most part and about his business, you know? And, um, what do you call it? Like, so it was always pretty, like, just professional up in there. And when I went up in there, usually we only went there for business, like, you know, get paid or whatever we needed to go there for, because it wasn't a studio, from what I recall. But, um... I don't know, like, there's been a couple of times, like, I, I'm funny, There, there's been a, you know, there were, there were a couple of times where, where Lynch went up there, like, to, go, you know, to argue with him and stuff about money and different stuff like that, and I would always be, like, right there, like, arguing, <laughs> like, I could fight, you know, for his battles for him or something like that, but I tried, that's for sure, but yeah, he, um, yeah, it was pretty professional, though. Okay, and and at that time, what was the Sacramento music scene like as a whole? Sibo, mm, Marvelous, yeah. you know, Lynch X-rated. Not really Six. Six never really had a chance to to really blow up, you know. Um, Mr. Doc, you know, that's about it. Like, yeah, me, but I was, you know, still on the under. 
But it was really just Lynch and Bo, you know, and a little bit of X-rated, but X got locked up, you know, as soon as he started to blow up, too. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and X-rated. And I, it, it tripped me off, the, the album that he did. I can't think of the name of it right now, but he had actually did it from jail. You know, which uh, he was recording it on or Yeah, hey, Bummer, what's the name of that album? I think he did a lot of them from jail. Like the Exorcist, yeah. the one I remember though, Exorcist, man, Exorcist was dope. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. Matter of fact, man, yeah, I was just on the other line with Low Key right before um, you guys called. As a matter of fact, that's who I hung up on. So I was going to say, um, you know, he was, I think he was managing X's label. I don't know if he still is or not, but he was he was basically managing that label. So he was the closest one to X. In my opinion, most of the time he he was locked up. Wow. That's right. Right. So, and so um, eventually you ended up leaving Black Market to set up shop independently with uh with shit made music. Um, what well, what was the reason for you to to want to go independent and what was that time like for you? I was never under Black Market. <clears throat> I wasn't even. I wasn't signed to that label. That was Lynch, and I just kind of was just a feature on most of his albums, you know. But um, when he went off, he won that lawsuit um, and became his own entity with Sick Made Music, you know. And and I was assigned to Sick Made Music. And then and then him and Art B, because him and Art B used to work for uh, Black Market Records, and then him and Art B broke off and did their own label, which was Sick Made, and then they got into it and broke up, and Art B, Art B took Sick Made Music, and Lynch started another label under Made Sick Music. Yeah. And um, and that's where I just ended. You know, I just kind of went through the loops with everybody, and, and I ended up with, you know, Made Sick Music in the end. And... um. You know, there was. I mean, I just didn't agree with with um, with how things were distributed and stuff like that. And me and Lynch broke up. You know, yeah. so I went off and did my own thing, which was which was really really hard to do. You can't. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you can't, but you know, to be brought up how I was brought up and built up the way I was built up, which a lot of it, don't get me wrong, was my work. You know, like, I did all that, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the shows and and tours and all that stuff was him, was Lynch. So to be brought up that way and pushed, you know, by him, and then to go off and do your own thing, man, (laughs) it's a lot of work. Because you basically have to start over, and that's what I did, you know. I basically had to start all over and 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 pretty much, like, build myself up, you know, build my own name up. Yeah. Once again, and it hadn't been too long before I was, like, really in the scene and, like, doing my thing, so it didn't take, it wasn't very hard for me to build up a name for myself, but what was really hard for me was all of the business. I was now my own manager. I was now my own promoter. I was now my own, you know, engineer and studio, and, like, you know what I'm saying? I had to do all this, all the inside work which most of these rappers and and musicians these days have no idea 
what you know what the amount of work it takes to really if you want to blow up or be somebody I'll be damned if you can do that like just making a few good songs you know you have to push and and so that's what I did and so I was doing my I was putting together my own shows I was you know and I was doing pretty dang good you know I was handing out my own flyers you know dropping my own albums like all of that stuff I did myself but I was nothing compared to how, you know, to him, you know what I'm saying? And so eventually I, it just kind of like started to fade off. And don't get me wrong, I still have a huge fan base, but, but I was, but, you know, I was off on my own now. And so, yeah. so there's only so much you can bring with you like that, you know, that's just it. It ended up like that. And then I, um, after a while, I, I mean, I still do my music and stuff like that, but I, you know, as you get older, you kind of, you've been there, done that, and you start looking for other ways that you can expand. And so that's kind of like what I've been doing lately with the Beats Warehouse thing. So Beats Warehouse is like a social network for musicians, so you can buy and sell your services, features, beats, whatever, to and from each other. So that's what I'm pushing right now. And I'm really still working on that, so it's not you're not gonna see me pushing it too hard right now until it's like where I'm trying to have it. But you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so your your albums, uh, Hell in August and Through the Eyes of Sheep. How how many units did they sell? Shit, if I know, I never got to see that. <laughs> Damn. I never even got paid for them. You know, Damn. that was Lynch. Lynch had all that. You know. Whatever my albums were, were and that's what I when I said like I don't I didn't I was I was not in agree you know, agreeing or whatever I wasn't agreeing with the way things were business was being taken care of so I cut but yeah. and I was his wife he, as far as he was concerned he didn't have to pay me you know what I mean but he made some good money off my albums and I never got any of it and oh, so man. yeah man you know. Yeah, did a, a collabo with Ms. Marvelous, uh, Hell and August. So how did that collabo happen? Mm, Marvelous was a friend of a friend. You know, she was she was friends with a lot of the people that I was um, hanging out with. Matter of fact, I think her and Lynch were real cool. I don't remember who it was that hooked me and Marvelous up, but it was just instantly, like the first time I ever met her, I know I was like, wow, you know, I get to meet Marvelous, like, you know, and and then when I met her, it was just like, this is my sister, <laughs> you know, like this is my <laughs> my home girl, like she yeah. she was just so cool, so down to earth and and chill and humble, you know, that it was it just you know it was it was just natural, and so we worked together quite a few times after that, you know, but yeah, I love Marvelous, she's good people. Okay. And the same thing with Sugar T. Sugar T, on the other hand, <laughs> um, she was nice, you know what I'm saying? But me and her didn't click like that. We just did did what we were there to do, you know? We didn't click like that, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she, like, she's cool. It's just me and her were on two different levels of, you know, whatever, of life, I guess. So she did what she was there to be paid to do. And and you know took a couple of pictures and and that was a wrap. Yeah, 
Whereas me and Marv, like, we smoked, chilled, drank, like, kicked it time and time after that. Like, you know, and it's just sometimes it's, it's, it's just like that. You know, some people are just about their business. They just come, you know, want to get this shit done. And Sugar T, she got, a, you know, probably, like, a lot of opportunities to, you know, to get on people's stuff. So does Marvelous, really. So, I don't know. Just people are people are different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some some people are different than others. So, yeah, those are two totally different types of chicks. And, um, and me and Marv kind of really hit it off, and me and Sugar T really didn't. Right, 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 right. Then um, you you was able to do some work with Snoop Dogg. Uh, how many songs yeah. were you able to record with him? So what what was it like working with Snoop? Well, this was towards the end of me and Lynch's relationship. I remember that. So this was kind of like one of the last opportunities I had, like the big opportunities in the music industry for something like that. But I just remember we got there, we were there for three days. Um, I had a lot of good advice from my boy, Frank Nitty. And so, you know, I kind of took that in. But basically he was just like, you know, write to everything they're writing to. This is the thing is what he was telling me to do. He's like, sit there, chill, and write to everything that they're writing to. So I did. Every beat that Snoop put on, I wrote to it. You know, just in the background. I didn't do anything. I didn't spit it out loud. I didn't try to, you know, be cool or nothing like that. I just sat in the background and just wrote to everything that they put on for three days. Snoop, you know, we would all smoke. You know what I'm saying? Roll blunt after blunt after blunt. Snoop would disappear for a couple hours, go take a nap get back up, you'd be in there playing video games with Lynch and, and Sporty Glock and Daz and them, and then come back in, smoke again, write again. It was just, like, repetitive. And, um, you know, and so, like, I don't know, maybe day two or something, like, I walked up to Snoop, and I'm like, hey, you know, if you ever need a hard-ass female on your shit, um, let me know. And I handed him my, my Through the Eyes of She CD, and he was like, yeah, it's all good. I already know you know, I already know who you are. Like, you know, I'm a fan of Lynch and, and this. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to get you on something before you leave. And I was like, okay. You know, people say shit. So yeah, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't even trip off of it. I was just like, yeah, okay, that'd be cool, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah, like, you know, we just, the, the whole thing, we were there for three days, and we did what we did, and then finally, like, literally, we got up to leave. We were literally walking out that front door, and I'll never forget, like, you know, we were like, hey, can we take some pictures, and, you know, he, he, Snoop woke up, you know, as a matter of fact, and, and came out, and he was, and we were like, can, I, can we take some pictures, and, and this and that, and he was like, yeah, yeah, he was like, but, uh, you know, I wanted to get her on something before you guys left. And, you know, everybody was ready to go. And I'm like, shit, all right, cool. <laughs> we ain't leaving yet. You guys need to wait because now, cause right now it's my turn. So so I went back in there, and I had already, like, five, six, seven verses already writ- written, you know, tight ones. He threw on a beat. I, you know, busted out a quick verse really fast. It took no longer than 20 minutes, and then we left. And that was it. I got Snoop's number, Dad's, and I got everybody's number, you know, just to follow up and stuff like that. But um, I never heard that song that I was on, you know. 
I know that's the toughest thing because I just know that was a tight ass verse. You know, it was probably one of the tightest I ever busted, All just because right, of right. opportunity. You know, yeah. And um, I ne- I never got to hear. Somebody else said they heard it, but they couldn't point me to any direction on where to, you know, get it or hear it. Or and I even asked Snoop one time. I was like, man, what's up with that like song? I want to hear it. And he was like, yeah, I don't even remember what I did with it. And you know, oh, I, so yeah. I was like, damn. He's like, I don't even remember what song it was. And I'm like, damn. You know, I, I get it, though. He's busy. Yeah. He's probably got a million different things going on and shit. Plus, he be smoking too much weed, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you this, though. Snoop was a cool ass. Like, he's so down to earth, so, you know, humble of a person and just so chill. Like, you would think you're kicking it with your best your best friend, you know what I'm saying? Is he's so chill like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. And uh you have an autobiography coming out. Can you elaborate on it a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My first book, uh, yeah. I um I busted that out. As a matter of fact, I was just talking a little key about that. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting on it to be published right now. And I'm kind of like shopping right now for a good publisher, how I want to do it. If I want to go through a publisher or publish it myself, like, but the book is finished. And, um, and it's just, it's like, you know, it's a book about my life starting from the time where I was young, a kid going through the, you know, my life with Lynch and how I got started in the music industry and how our life was, our personal, you know, like all of our personal life, you know what I'm saying, our relationship and things we went through in that and, um, you know, from me leaving him to, to, you know, trying to do this stuff on my own, like everything that I could think of in my life, you know, that I went through. Yeah. You know, nine times of being shot at or held at gunpoint, my kids having kids, my best friend dying, tours, and, you know, just the different shit I've been through. And which, man, to be honest with you, I could look at a million different people's lives, and I'm telling you, like, I feel like I've been through so much shit, and I'm still here. (laughs) You know what Uh, I mean? Like, like it's nothing. I mean, we all go through stuff, but, man, I've like, you name it, I've been through it. Being raped, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that. Yeah, like, being, yeah. my whole life, my mind used to whoop my ass every day. Like, run away at 14. So, yeah, that book is filled with a lot of, like, there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about me, you know. And um, it's probably, for some people, it might just be interesting to read. <laughs> but me, I wrote it just because that's my life, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. so um, have you worked on any other music lately? A lot of features, and um, and I'm just like right now I'm working on my own like another album, but I'm working on it at my pace, just slow. It's no longer my music is no longer like my world anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's now become a hobby the way that it should have been when I was younger. But, you know, when I was younger, like, my music was my world. Everything in the world had, you know, was was revolving around my music. Right now I have a two-year-old that I just had, you know, and I got 
my my um, website, thebeastwarehouse.com, and I got this book, and I have family, you know. So, and I'm a single mom, so I'm right now. I'm just, you know, I still do my music, but I'm doing it on my terms. So I don't care what people think. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, what's your take Man. on females and hip hop? Right now, yeah. in this yeah, day and age. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. in this day and age, or in when you was coming up, just females Shut and hip hop in general. Shut it down. You kidding me? <laughs> There's no content to these bitches' music anymore. You know what I mean? Anybody, like anyone. Maybe it's just because I'm on the East Coast now. I don't even know. I don't know because the East Coast and the West Coast are two entirely different types of music. I'm not even going to lie. I feel like the East Coast is more about, like, clubbing. And, but then again, man, right now in this day, I feel like you can – Come up with one word, and you can say that one word back to back to back to back <laughs> throughout a beat, and you're gonna be a millionaire. Right? What the <laughs> fuck? You gotta be kidding me, right? <laughs> I was like, shit, man. If I'd have known that, like, you know, I've been a millionaire a long time ago, but I'm, I don't know, man. There's yes. just, and then you know, like Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. she sucks. Yes. I mean, she, I like her. I like her enthusiasm, but that's all she has. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like I don't like her type her style of music. Like, she has some good enthusiasm, and I know she's like, you know, I know she's got some like experience in the game and stuff like that. I don't know how she got where she is, or I don't care. But I will, I will bust her ass out of the water, and everybody who knows me knows that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not even worth my time, really, you know. Let's go back to where uh, Foxy Brown, you know what I'm saying? Let's go back to her day, you know. Like, how in the world can that even, those two people, how could you even compare that? That's that's a joke. But then again, it's a new day and age. And I guess, like, nowadays, you know, all these young, like, young people or whatever, they like that weird shit, you know what I mean? Like, but there's no content. What are you really saying? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You feel me? And that's not even only the females. That's the dudes, too. Like, the yeah. male rappers, too. Like, they fucking suck nowadays. Shut that shit down. <laughs> hey, yeah. let's just shut the whole music industry down and, like, wait a year and then restart and start this shit all over again and go back to where it all really, you know, came from. Because, yeah, I don't even, hey, to be honest with you, like, I don't even, I can't even stand listening to rap half the time right now. Like, I will listen to my own shit, you know what I'm saying, and, and shit that I grew up on, like Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, you know what I mean, like, the game, you know, Kanye, like, that, the old school Kanye, but I'm just saying, like, all this new shit, yeah, I'm just not really feeling it, I won't even listen to it, shit, maybe that's why I can't even be motivated to sit here and make a, a song, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm working on it right now, you know what I mean? It's just a matter of time for me, but but I'm working. I got a few really good beats right now that I'm working with. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, um, Bama, so, Bama Clark, you got something you want to ask? Uh, yeah, what's, like, one of the craziest, like, tour stories you got? Shit, you ready? Yeah. 
the biggest tour we ever went on was the suicide tour. <clears throat> you know, during that suicide tour, that's when my best friend died. Okay. And we couldn't go back. Like, you know, she she was killed, and we there we, we were stuck. Like, there was no, like, we couldn't. We got the news while we were on the tour bus, on the road to, like, a seven-city tour. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't, we couldn't just stop what we were doing and go home, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we were on our way to Portland, I think, and, um... And then we, we, you know, like we got that news, and and we still had to like keep pushing. And I just remember, I think I might have done like one or two shows, and and then I just like fell, like you know, like I got it, I got up, got up on stage or whatever. I think it was Portland, Oregon, and I was like faded, and I was like, man, I cannot do this. Like I was on stage in the middle of my show, like after I busted maybe two verses or so, I was like, I can't do this. Like, you know, my best friend just died, blah, 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 whatever. I don't even remember. I was so faded, but but the fans do. That, like, just little times of, like, I remember one time, like, there was these, like, you know, just just me being, like, trying to fit in with the dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like, Lynch would sign one bitch's titty and I'll sign the other, you know, like, just shit like that, you know? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I remember one time these they were they were filming Girls Gone Sick or whatever it was and yeah. um there was these two chicks, like they were they were like, you know, at the show and they got pulled on stage and then when we left, like they we all went back to the room for the after party and the we were I told the, these two I was so down. I was like, um I'll take off this because the girl was like, I like your outfit. I was like, I'll give you this outfit. I'll take it off right now and sign it if you and this <laughs> other bitch make out with each other, like for this girl's gone sick video. And they did it. And I and so I went in my room and I changed and I took off the club, signed it, and gave it to her. So just a little shit like that. It was fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you. You got something you want to ask? Um, so you said you didn't uh, grow up listening to rap music. Uh, what did you grow up, uh, what kind of music uh, influenced you when you were growing up? Just like whatever was on the radio, like hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? But no real, mm -hmm. like, real deep gangster rap shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. All right, so... Where where can we reach it? Um, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> huh? No, I was just saying where where the listeners could reach it. Yeah, hit me up on my Facebook, um, La Brea Renee Sams, or you. I think you can look it up through uh, Official Zigzag, or you can hit me up on the Instagram Official Zigzag. You know. Um, yeah. If you have any business you want to take care of, you can email me at officialzigzag at gmail dot com. Other than that, man, check out my new like I got a, I got some new videos or new music uh, on YouTube, so you can look up Zigzag on YouTube. Like, yeah, and then don't forget to go to uh, the beatswarehouse dot com. T h e b e a t s w a r e h o u s e dot com. That's um that's a new social network I'm working on right now. But man, sign up while it's free right now. 
and build your profile, upload your music, man. You can sell features on there, buy features, whatever. That's what's up. All right. Okay, cool. All right, and uh, we sure appreciate you. And there you have it, Hip Hop is another backstory told from another legend. You heard it here at Graffiti Talk Radio. So peace and may old school hip hop live forever. Peace. <laughs> Much love.